Happy Tuesday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your first listen every day podcast with video, as you can see. Uh, if you're listening on the feed, go check us out on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. On today's show, we've got a lot to talk about as Utah secures commitments galore on Monday. One of them from Landon Morris, a transfer portal tar- tight end target. Uh, from Syracuse, another, a local player, Anthony Olsen. We'll talk about why Utah's dipping into the transfer portal for tight ends and why they need to continue the trend as they move forward at the position. We'll also talk about Devin Lloyd becoming a consensus All-American. What does it mean for him as he moves forward and how will it affect his draft stock, if at all? And lastly, we'll recap some of the comments from practice as Utah finally spoke to the media after a full week off. All that on a Tuesday episode of the Locked on Utes podcast for December 14th, 2021. You are Locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right. It is the Locked On Utes Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you're seeing me now, you're seeing me in my favorite hat. You're seeing me in my striped shirt. I took a real big dare with this one. And guess what else you're seeing? it's jay catch this is so weird (laughs) it's different it is very different i uh it's very rare that i actually host these uh when i do the video things but um we are used to being able to be much more relaxed i think both in appearance and and, in behavior now we're on video it's I'm going to have to be careful because I think there's probably some things out there that they either do uh, during recording or possibly wear uh, that I'll have to maybe strategize against. One of these days, I'll probably show up in a suit. I've decided that I'm a suit coat guy. Like, I, I don't need the full suit. I just need a good suit coat. You're a sport uh, coat I, guy. Yeah, sport coat guy. Sport coat. Big sport coat guy. Uh, so I'll be expanding maybe the collection with that. I don't know. Uh, Jake, it is great to have you here today. Uh, You have been mighty busy the last few weeks as the transition from uh, Utah Jazz Radio Station to Utah Sports Media Juggernaut has you now producing two shows. You're still doing Locked On Cougars and uh, everything else under the sun on the side. But how have you been, man? I'm good. It's good to be back, though. I've missed the show dearly. Uh, It's been, trust me, it's not for lack of trying. Uh, to do this. Just my schedule has been absolutely insane, but I am very excited to be back and I'll be back as often as I possibly can be moving forward. We're good. We're always, always grateful to have you back. And and it's always a good time when I get to talk to you and hang out and we get to talk Utah athletics. That being said, we've really had a lot of fun having Sammy and Cole uh, joining the program and, and trying to, to work more people in on that because uh, you know, it's just always nice to get a little bit of a different perspective. So we'll keep mixing things up as 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 the Locked On Utes world universe turns. But I want to get to something that, that's a little bit more prevalent than than just our podcast, and that is uh, two things. Right, 
One, Utah locked down two commitments from two tight end prospects. One, uh, a local prospect that uh, probably needs some explanation. Um, the other, a transfer portal prospect, Landon Morris. He's transferring from uh, Syracuse and, uh, you know, uh, not listed on the 24-7 sports website uh, as a tight end. But that's definitely what he's coming to Utah to play. He is a six six or excuse me six five two hundred twenty five pound uh, target, and and it's pretty obvious what he's coming to Utah to do. He wants to fill that Dalton Kincaid role where he catches tutties. Uh, that being said, technically Utah still has three tight ends on the roster, or do they? Well, we know one of them is on the move. Uh, Cole Fotheringham officially announcing that he is moving on with his football playing career. He's going to declare for the NFL draft, and he's moving on. So that opens up one spot, Brian. And I think that we're all expecting Brent Keithy at some point here, whether it's before the Rose Bowl or shortly thereafter. We're fully expecting him also to announce that he is entering the NFL draft, which in theory opens up those two slots for the two transfer portal targets they have brought in in the last couple of days. Yeah, and, and we talked a lot heavily about Logan Kendall. I'm very high on him. I think the role that he really is coming in to fill is Brand Keithy. So I think if you're taking his commitment already, that's a pretty solid indicator of what's going to happen with Keithy. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, all evidence seems to be pointing to him wanting to stay, and he's talking a lot in, in – post-practice commentary about how you know he is he is excited to be in the room how the, the room has, has taught him a lot and he wants to carry that knowledge onward so it does seem like maybe he is staying put uh that being said i think the pickup of of landon morris is a big one for the university of utah both in size stature but also in in what it means for him uh, i believe that he has if i'm not mistaken i believe he has uh three to play two we'll have to check on that one um, well, Brian, let me interject here while you look that up here is I just looking at these two athletes, very different body types, but very much guys that I think the Utah sees a lot of what, what you mentioned. They see a lot of what they saw in Brant Keithy, and they also see a lot of what they see in Cole Fotheringham as they come into this program. I think both of them have got the body type. They've got the the, the wherewithal. They've got the, the, the background. I, I know transferring from the University of Idaho may not scream Oh, how's this guy going to succeed at the Power 5 level? Let's remind everybody, Dalton Kincaid came from non-scholarship San Diego, not San Diego State. He came from the San Diego Toreros to the University of Utah, and watch what he has done. I fully trust Freddie Whittingham. I fully trust guys like uh, the entire well, the entirety of Utah's offensive coaching staff to do their evaluations and get the evaluations right. If they trust these guys, there's no reason to think that they are going to be wrong in those evaluations. No, not at all. And I think if you watch Logan Kendall's film, it's very obvious yeah. uh, from the tape how good he is. Uh, juggernaut, rhinoceros, there's all sorts of terms flying around about his, um, we'll call it thunderous <laughs> approach to burying opponents into the turf. Uh Morris is definitely more on the pass catcher side of things. He's going to have to be a better blocker when he comes to the University of Utah. It's a big part of playing tight end here. But I also think it's a big reason uh, why they wanted to bring him in is that you have that dual threat ability to develop within him. Uh, you say, you know, you said trust Freddie Whittingham on this one. Uh, after entering, entering the portal in August, uh, Morris had offers from Miami, Missouri, Coastal Carolina, um, 
all of those were on the table in terms of visits until Freddie Whittingham went out there and, and shut that one down, getting his uh, commitment and also had offers from uh, Boston College, Iowa State, Michigan, Toledo, UCF, and Syracuse as a high schooler. He has an 80.86.00 transfer rating, so a good prospect for the University of Utah, without a doubt. On the flip side of this, uh, I think the difficulty for Utah fans is seeing a guy like Cole Fotheringham leave the program, yeah. not because uh, like it's you know, because you're mad or angry or anything like that, but just because he's been such a stalwart and such a great contributor to the program. Yeah, Padre Hamon, as he is known on Twitter, going to be missed. Uh, trust me, he's been joining our station on the Zone Sports Network all season long. He's been joining Jake Scott uh, throughout the entirety of the season, kind of splitting across the big show and then also with Jake and Ben in the middle of the transition we've had at the station. And I got to say, he's been one of the true uh, statesmen. He's been a fantastic interview. Always fun to play around with. The, co- the guys have thrown all kinds of hijinks at him, different questions off-brand and all types of stuff. And he's rolled with every single one of them. But that just kind of goes to exactly who Cole Fotheringham is. It goes to the persona he had and what what his personality is. This is a kid who grew up surfing in San Clemente, California. He is a total surfer bro, but at the same time, a hell of a football player. And he comes from a football family and a very close-knit family at that. Uh, You know, his dad, Chad, is very prevalent on Twitter. He's also... You know, as, as I've had the pleasure of being able to interact with him, one of the better people that I've met, and, and what that family does and, and, and tries to do for others, I think Cole does that as a teammate. Uh, you know, he's going to be missed at the University of Utah. He was often overlooked in terms of what he could do production-wise in the passing game, but he is an incredible athlete. He's a great inline blocker. Uh, he is one of the best pass-protecting tight ends in the country, and I'll put that up against just about anybody. Um, and it's his time, you know, he's, he's married now, uh, mm-hmm. he's graduated, he's served a mission. So he's older. It's just a good scenario for him to leave. And he's not leaving this team in, in, you know, dire straits either. So, uh, wishing him the best of luck. And I think somebody's going to get an absolute steal, uh, when they pick him in the draft, I think he'll have a great opportunity to show his skill set at the combine as well. Uh, just a real quick update on Landon Morris. He is a four to play four. Okay, so Young Buck, so he's still got plenty of time to play then. That's the good news. And the other good news is that Utah still has, you know, tight ends in the program. I think Logan Kendall will be a guy who, once he comes back, once he comes into the program over the summer, because he'll have to graduate from Idaho first, he'll be able to step in and contribute immediately. You also have Dalton Kincaid likely to return, as we've talked about. Uh, Nothing official with that, but just there is not enough, you know, out there to make me think that he won't. Um, and then you'll have Thomas Yasmin in the program as well, who we have not seen a lot of, but he's been playing quite a bit. And, and you, you know, if you talk to people within the program, his athleticism and his development has been an absolute rocket ship. So it's not because he's not capable. It's just you got three really good dudes in front of you. Well, and that's the thing about yes, mean. I'm excited to finally see him because he's been a total project in many ways. But I, I'm with you. Everything you hear about him is he has finally developed into a true football player. So this will be his opportunity. These guys exit. He thinks, okay, it's my time to move up the depth chart and show what I can do. Obviously, those transfers coming in are going to think, well, that's my spot. But he's going to battle for it. That's the nice part is the tight end room at Utah, fully stocked, going to be losing two guys. But apparently, they're just going to go and reload real quick. 
yeah, and, and that's really why I think Utah chose to go after the transfer portal to reload their tight end position. There weren't a lot of prospects out there in the recruiting class. It's a smaller yeah. class this year. So go ahead and get the guys who want to come play here. I know that the position is drawing the attention of a lot of other players uh, around the country for how Utah is using their tight ends. And look, this is a this is a situation. This is a method that they can use. You know, Utah fans have been clamoring for this for forever, and now we've seen with how they use the tight ends, they can sit atop the, the conference and they can play offense the way that they want to play it. And uh, you know, if if they continue to struggle to land those big fish wide receiver recruits that I think they've they've tried to go after, uh, it's not going to punish them in terms of. Uh, being able to be a productive offense. They'll just have to do it a little bit differently. So uh, good good pickups, and, and we'll talk a little bit about Anthony Olsen as well. Uh, he's kind of a unique situation. Uh, I don't know how much – I believe you had a chance to watch him with Olympus this year. Did you, Jake? Or did you guys ever do an Olympus game? Uh, so I did not get a chance to call an Olympus game, but I have seen his film, and you're right. There's a unique story to all of this. I think it's worth delving into because there's a lot of people who are saying, Anthony Olsen, who is he? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and everybody saw the, the committed post on Twitter to on Monday. And, and so you think, well, is he a scholarship guy or are we just going all tight ends? Uh, I can't count on one hand or two hands or four hands the number of times people made a joke about 14 personnel. Uh, all I can say is this. Don't worry about the number of the personnel. Just worry where they're going and where they're playing. Uh, I don't think there's an outside uh, corner in the, the conference that can stop Dalton Kincaid anyways. So, uh, you know, if you have to line him as your outside receiver, that's not the worst thing on the planet either. But Olsen is a unique prospect. He's 6'4", 220, comes from Olympus. He's only played one year of high school football, and I think that's really what has a lot of teams sleeping on him. The athleticism is there. He's a former basketball player. It's a very, very similar story to Dalton Kincaid, who uh, one of the leaders in the Pac-12 in touchdown receptions, for sure at the tight end position. Uh, that's really the only time I need to use positions is when I'm trying to win a statistical argument. Um, but Olsen, it comes in as a preferred walk-on. And you and I have talked about this a lot, that preferred walk-on uh, tag, so to speak, is becoming more and more important to these programs with the advent of the transfer portal because those are the guys who stick around. Yeah, they're looking at this as an opportunity to go improve themselves. You mentioned Anthony Olson, only one year of football experience. And Brian, I don't even know if you consider it a full year of football experience. A former basketball player who is just a neophyte when it comes to playing football. I was reading on Ute Zone just about him. Essentially, the last time he played football was flag football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> decided finally that the time had come to walk on his senior year. Um, and he's an incredible athlete. He's very fluid, good pass catcher. He is raw. And, and that's the bottom line. But this is one that Utah has, has been on top of and, and kept under the radar for the very reason that they didn't want it getting out, that this was a kid that had a lot of potential. Um, worked very heavily with Anton Palapoi, uh, who, who does protect trenches. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, that is Tenny's older brother. Yep. Um, you know, And when you talk about the local uh, you know, private trainers, it's, it's, there's a short list, right? Like uh, um, why, is, why is his name slipping my mind? Uh, Ross Oppo, I think. I say Ross Oppo. You got uh, guys like well Jordan Pendleton, former BYU guy as well. You've yep. got also I'm trying to think. There's another former uh, Utah guy who's doing training here locally. I'm trying to remember his name. He trained Devin Kafusi for a little bit. I'm trying to remember his name as well. Lay Telmaveo. Yes, yep. yes, that's who it is. Yeah. 
elite so, rushers and yep. he's worked with the Barton boys. Uh, mm-hmm. So is Anton. Uh, so there's a lot of these kinds of guys that, that are seeing the D one level kids and, and developing them. So it's, you know, when they say, Hey, this is a guy you need to look at, th- then you definitely take that second look. So a lot to be excited in terms of what Utah's done with the tight end position and with Olsen, um, you know, and there's just, there's just a slew of college football talent in this state. And, and so you've really got to barrel down and, and find the guys who uh, fit what you need uh, while still filling your needs um, through the regular recruiting. And it seems like Utah's done that. No doubt. And that's the thing. This is the type of guy you absolutely take a flyer on and see if you can develop him. It's an easy it's an easy uh, situation for him. You know, the preferred walk-on. He'll be mm-hmm. close to home. Uh, he'll have family support nearby. If that scholarship does open up, we've seen that Utah has been very willing to not only uh, award those scholarships but play those guys as we've seen Hayden Fury earn a scholarship and play regular yep. snaps. We've seen Devon Vele do it, Karene Reed this year. So it's not like this is the, the same old, like, oh, earn your stripes and maybe you'll get the Rudy story uh, down the road. It This is – this is walk-ons are important to programs, especially local programs in Utah, where some of these kids are not quite there in terms of their development or maybe uh, how they've been able to compete against the athletes. Uh, and so that walk-on status allows them to develop. You know, it's it's essentially like going to a prep school, but you're just you know you're doing it at the school you want to be at, and then you know you don't have to worry about the initial game when guys depart. There's a scholarship available for them, and that's a big part of it as well. As we've talked about, uh, recruiting season is in full swing. Utah, I think, anticipating to sign a a very uh, impressive class. There was a ratings bump for Brandon Rose, the committed quarterback. This is now the highest rated average class. Uh, in Utah history, and I think it's only going to continue to get better. Uh, we'll have all those uh, nuanced stories and 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 updates and everything starting on Wednesday with early signing day and throughout the week as we get them. But in the meantime, Jake, you know what it means when a uh, bowl season shows up, don't you? Well, does that mean we're going to be doing parlays on bowl games? Parlay every day. Parlay every day. That's exactly what it means, and Bet Online has you covered for all your seasons with, uh, for all your props in bowl season, all your odds, lines, and everything else as they march towards the playoffs. I think it's going to be one of the more insane bowl seasons because what's happening with the transfer portal and the early signing day and the coaching carousel, yeah. we don't know what team's going to going to show up. And that, that, that's the thing right there is there's just so many wild cards in play on this. And even with the NFL, the NFL week to week is, is wild itself. So regardless, Bet Online's got you covered top to bottom. Yeah, your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today. You'll receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Yeah, we've talked heavily about bowl season, about the NFL. Uh, there's also basketball, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And with bowl season being here, of course, you don't have to just play the props or the lines, Jake. It's daily fantasy made easy. That's why we talk about prize picks. You pick your two to five players. Do you have do you have like a, a prize picks all-star team that you're going for with this bowl season? Okay, so the, the thing about this is prize picks, we've been talking a lot about college football with them. We've already entered college basketball season yes. as well, though. And they've so the thing about 
prize picks. They've got you covered top to bottom when it comes to college sports daily fantasy. That is kind of their edge in this whole uh, daily fantasy game. The fun part about the college basketball side of things is many of you probably are obviously Utah running Utes fans, but you probably also have a vested interest in teams like uh, maybe a UVU, a Weber State, a Southern Utah, a Dixie State, some of these lower level, and okay, lower level is probably the wrong term, but they're, they're not the power five basketball programs in this state. What you can do with prize picks, Brian, and this is just my thought. UVU has a big man by the name of Fardaz Amac. If you have not seen this guy play, and if you're not taking advantage of his props at prizepicks.com, you're missing out because this dude, he over he hits the over time and time again on rebounds, on points, just his overall production. So take the institutional knowledge you have of the local programs here. Go to prizepicks.com, pick some of those guys, pick a Kobe McEwen up at Weber State and win money. Yep, it's just that simple. You're not playing against anyone or anything other than the numbers. So you pick the ones that you like, as Jake said. Go go all state with your team. Go go get a Booth Gotch. Go get a, a Farkas. Go get anybody you want. Uh, then go to the Prize Picks website or get the app in the App Store. It is an award winner, both available in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They are safe and now for fast withdrawals. The best part about it, they will match dollar for dollar any deposit up to 100 bucks as long as you use the promo code locked on. So if you put in 50, you get another 50. If you put in 100, you get another 100. If you put in a dollar, you only get one dollar. But you still get an extra dollar. And then who among us could not use an extra dollar these days? So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code locked on or go to the app store of your convenience and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Rolling it back here on the Locked On Utes podcast, we talked very heavily about recruiting and, and specifically the tight end position. Uh, as I talked to Cole Bagley last week, we both put together our list of top five performers for the Utes. Uh, we won't re rerun that session, all that. At some point, I'd, I would like to know what Jake thinks. I do have an idea of who we probably would pick for number one in terms of the top performer for the team, though. It's obviously going to be Britton Covey. Come on now. <laughs> okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I had him at number, I believe it was two or three. I, um, I, I heard the segue. I believe he, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and uh, Cole, Cole, in his uh, yeah, his humility, tried not to show me up until the very end where I totally blew it and didn't name a tight end. Um, but Devin Lloyd, I think, has been, you know, without a doubt, the most consistent uh, performer on this team for Utah. He's been not just a steady influence, but uh, an impact player in every single game and every single um, aspect of it. You know, we talked about the sack off, which was a really fun one. Uh, multiple uh, pick sixes, multiple interceptions, uh, you know, the hit on uh, a die from from Oregon is one that I'll remember for a long time. Now we're starting to see all the the all American teams roll in for Lloyd. Is any of this a surprise to you? No, it's not. Uh, and, that, and I know that's probably the the least hot takey that I could be on this, saying that it's not. But this is a guy. 
He was very much deserving of Defensive Player of the Year in the Pac-12. I'm glad that the writers and the media members and whoever else voted on that did not overthink it and say, well, Kayvon Thibodeau should win it on reputation alone. That's not what this award, this award is about. It's about production. And you want to know who the most consistent producer was in the conference week in and week out on the defensive side of the football? Devin freaking Lloyd. The dude is a legit star. If he is not a top 10 pick in the NFL draft next year, I will be absolutely stunned. He is going to be the number one linebacker taken off the board. He is every bit deserving of every first-team uh, All-American citation that he's get. The good news was he's already he's already a consensus All-American. He's already hit the five that you need to get consensus All-American status, and that puts him in a pretty rare pantheon of Utah players. It does. Two more, and he's a unanimous All-American. If he is a unanimous All-American, that will be uh, one of the very few uh, that yep. Utah's ever had. Uh, two of them maybe a little bit surprising to most Utah fans, Louis Sakota and Mitch Wisnowski, uh, Tom Hackett, the other one. Yeah. Uh, so he would be the first non-specialist in Utah history to be a unanimous All-American. And, and like you said, he proved it every single week with his play on the field, with what he did in a Pac-12 conference that, look, uh, up or down, it didn't matter. He dominated every single team that he faced, yeah. and he did it with a much younger defense and, and a group around him that at times didn't really know what they were doing, and, and it didn't didn't even matter it, it he was consistently the best player on the field every single time that he showed up and it'll be very exciting to see him play against Ohio State I think this is an opportunity for him to really show out and and prove that that everything that he's done to this point is not you know just because they were in the Pac-12 that he really is one of the best defensive players in the country well, let me add this, Brian. The thing about Devin Lloyd is you mentioned the fact that it was a very young defense around him. We saw that defense grow up before our very eyes. Junior Tafuna winning Pac-12 Defensive uh, Freshman of the Year. Uh, multiple players. Karene Reed, as you mentioned earlier on. Van Fillinger. Think of all of the young bucks who became standout players by the end of the season. Early on this year, one guy, number zero, I, I call him Agent Zero if you want. I know that is uh, former Washington Wizards star Gilbert Arenas' uh, moniker, but call him what you will. He carried this defense through some really, really tough times early on in the season. He was kind of a one-man wrecking crew for a little while there. But as the defense got a little more experience, these young guys got more and more game time, guess what? That defense improved by leaps and bounds. And the funny thing about it was you saw also Devin Lloyd's production go up as a result. This is the mark of a true leader, a true standout player, and a guy who I think could be the next great linebacker to come out of the Utah college ranks that could be a multiple-time Pro Bowler. Think of like Bobby Wagner, Fred Warner right now from BYU with San Francisco 49ers. Devin Lloyd is the next in that type of linebacker. Kyle Van Noy for New England Patriots. Think of all of those guys who have gone on to have standout Super Bowl winning careers. Guess what? Devin Lloyd, he's the next one. He is. He's the best linebacker to, uh, to come out of the University of Utah. It, it, my opinion in history that they may be debatable and, and I'm like I'm reaching back in the archives of my head right now to, to remember who played in the 60s and the 50s and whatnot but it doesn't even matter because you know if you really look at some of the greatest defensive players to ever play at the University of Utah like I would take Devin Lloyd over most of them right now and, and his career and his future and everything like that uh, it's no surprise uh, do you let me ask you this, because one of the first things that he did was he was named to the Reese's uh, Senior Bowl. He was an, uh, a finalist for their All-American team or a first-team All-American for, for the Senior Bowl. Do you think that these accolades have any influence on his uh, draft potential? 
I think that you'll see NFL talent evaluators, these front office types, the scouts, whatever, from NFL franchises. They'll use that as part of the evaluation process. But you know how they operate these days, Brian. They want to see tape. They want to see measurables. And they want to see production. Well, guess what? All three of those come in spades when it comes to Devin Lloyd. I had a conversation with a person who, uh, let's just put it this way. He evaluates NFL draft talent, and he said that Devin Lloyd might be the best pure prospect to come out of the state in recent memory. He just thinks he's he is an absolute sensation. He thinks he's going to show up at the Senior Bowl, the Combine, and he's going to stand out head and shoulders above everybody else just because he's going to show up. He's carved out of, uh, out of granite, it seems like. He's just an absolutely chiseled human being. He's going to run well. He's going to test well. His production speaks for itself on film. What he does on the football field just screams to me, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, it just screams all everything when it comes to the NFL. And to think this guy was a two-star safety prospect coming out of high school. What an absolute diamond in the rough that Utah unearthed once again. I will say this, in, in defense of those in the local media market, if you look back at my tweets regarding Devin Lloyd and also one Hans Olsen, yeah. we were both absolutely infatuated and in love with him. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so I, it, while it was while he was overlooked by some, I, I think anybody who really had a chance to, to dig deep and watch his tape knew that he was, you know, I don't know that I, I ever predicted him to be this good, uh, but I knew that he would be pretty good. Um and I do think that uh, when all is said and done, he's going to leave a legacy in terms of both what he's done and what he's established, but also what he's you know taught this this defense and these young you know up and coming Utah players. Uh, I, I've already voiced my opinion with this. I want Cole Bishop to wear zero next year, um, as I feel like he's the next heir apparent. And uh, I know Utah fans are excited to see he and Nate Ritchie play at the safety position. I don't know if it's going to get to that point because uh, yeah. Cole Bishop has that that you know, get him close to the line of scrimmage and let him make plays uh, mentality. So, well, okay, you see what you see Cole Bishop just walk around the field and you just see that frame and you're like, wow, that's got a frame that screams, add 20 to 30 pounds to it, put him at linebacker and just cut him loose. Yep. Absolutely. And, and Utah is continuing to reel in the linebackers through the portal or uh, through a uh, recruiting class that they've, uh, already signed so we'll see how things go in terms of where those guys land positionally you know i think carson tabarachi likely to be uh you know another one of the h's uh but you know colton swan's not going to give that one up lightly and and same with lander barton you know whether he plays defensive end or linebacker uh all all sides are going to be fighting for those guys so utah's in a really good good spot and you know devin lloyd is a big reason for that and and you're seeing the production go and and uh you know it's really hard to uh it's hard to picture um, what this defense will look like next year uh, in terms of who's the guy uh, with him gone. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of guys that will have to step up to fill that role. I think there's a lot of capable players there, um, but it's just going to be different. You're not going to have Mr. Dependable, Mr. Reliable. You know, you're not going to have your Roy Kent on the defense anymore. Um, Well, let's put it this way, Brian. Devin Lloyd rendered two former four-star prospects in the Calvert brothers essentially non non-factors this year. That, yeah. that that should scream everything that you need to know. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even need him. In fact, it was you know you know Nephi Sewell and Karene Reed um, mm-hmm. that actually fit next fit best next to Devin. Um, and, and I think a lot of that speaks to just his ability to coach and 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 to lead and and to make the guys around him better. 
Um, want to thank you all for obviously tuning in and listening to Locked On Utes and making it your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. You will be hearing from myself. I got a chance to speak with uh, Locked On Buckeyes, Jay Stevens. He's great. It was a really fun conversation. Uh, it was supposed to be like 12 to 15 minutes. We went 20 uh, you know, as we were talking, we both got more excited. It's going to be a really fun matchup. I think of all the bowls this year, this is likely one of the best more, um, I think it's the best matchup, obviously that's not a, a playoff bowl. Um, but it, it's definitely going to be one of the, uh, the top tier, uh, bowl games, you know, regardless because it's the Rose Bowl. So go ahead and give that a listen and, and follow along. Also, want to remind everybody that the holidays are around the corner. Finding the perfect gift is tricky. Uh, Jake, if you were if you were thinking of some place to go to get me the perfect holiday gift, is there anything that might meet my fancy? Uh, bed, bed, bath, and body works. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's the bath bombs that get me every time. No, 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 no. Cameron Beck getting me hooked on baths. It's it's all it's all about Omaha steaks, Brian. And I'm a huge fan of Omaha steaks. In the interest of full disclosure, my in-laws have sent me a box of Omaha steaks for the better part of my entirety. I've been my time I've been married, so six years now. Every Christmas I have a box show up. Thank goodness this year Omaha Steaks was taking care of us on locked on, and my mother-in-law could take advantage of the promo code we're about to talk about and send it to me. Yeah, and that's all you really need to know. If you need to hook up your in-laws, if you have a son-in-law that's worth rewarding uh, their good efforts like Jake Hatch, or if you have a friend like me who's just really, really hungry all the time and loves him some good meat, you got to go to Omaha Steaks right now. Uh, go to omahasteaks.com. Enter college into the search bar. So it's not a slash. It's not an add-on. You're going to go to just the regular website. You're going to search college in the search bar, and they're going to have the perfect gift package for you for $99.99. You'll get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons. That's the one that everybody loves. Uh, you'll get chicken breasts, sides, desserts so much more and when you use the code college when you check out you'll also get an additional eight omaha steaks burgers nothing cooks up better than an omaha steaks burger nice and juicy easy one throw it on the smoker uh i used to be a big foreman grill guy i look back on it and i'm like what was i doing just <laughs> hey, sucking all the juice out of that they, they they work in a pinch let's just put it that way the good news is that wherever you're cooking your omaha steaks burgers they're gonna be delicious so don't Leave it up to chance. Don't don't leave any of your gift giving or your presents uh, vulnerable to shortages or shipping delays. Order the perfect gift package today at OmahaSteaks.com. You'll get those free eight burgers when you use the promo code College. Also, make sure that you're searching in the search bar College OmahaSteaks.com using the keyword College. It's been good to have my man Jake Hatch back, and because of that, we've definitely gone longer than we normally do. Uh, it's uh, it's also our first time on YouTube, so we're gonna see how this works out. Hi, uh, everybody! Yeah, right. Uh, I my makeup. How's my makeup? <laughs> 
Still got those bags under my eyes. So, uh, so it, one thing, Brian, I, we'll, we'll get to the other stuff we need to touch on here real quick. Uh, so I mentioned to David James, of course, sportscaster over there at KUTV2, a guy that I work with on a day, day, daily basis with DJ and PK in the morning. I mentioned the fact that we're moving the podcast to YouTube. What was the first thing he brought up to me? What do you think the first thing he brought up was? Makeup. It has to be makeup. It was. And I'm like, yeah. DJ, here, here's the thing. Makeup ain't for me. So you're. this is... This is Jay Catch, and this is what you're getting going forward. So, yeah, my version of makeup is a beard and a hat, and the, the less you can actually see of me, the better. The other good news is that we don't have to worry about those big, expensive cameras like DJ does. Uh, we just, you know, <laughs> we shoot on these uh, these nice little web cameras that make us look uh, good even when we're not that good. So, yes, exactly. Definitely a lot of uh, a luck to that one for us. Um, Utah returns to the practice field. Uh, it's a uh, week off. Uh, you know, there's been some interesting stuff. Theo Howard dropping a podcast, Cam Rising talking about that, trying to get healed up. Um, as they did go uh, back to practice, there were some interesting um, comments. Uh, I think the interest, uh, you know, we found out that obviously Cole Fotheringham is leaving uh, the program through practice. Um, I think Britton Covey made an interesting point that his very first game as a Ute was against Michigan and now his very last game is going to be against Ohio State. I didn't, this is how busy things have been. I don't even know if we really got to the fact that Britton Covey uh basically declared for the NFL. Um not yeah, a surprise. Britain, it's, it's been real and trust me, I, I I was selfish, Brian. Let me be clear about this. I wanted Britton Covey to come back for another year just to enjoy the greatness that is Britton Covey. This is a kid who has been in just an absolute sensation in the local media about as well-spoken a human being you're going to find. I'm convinced in 10, 15, 20 years times, 10, 15 years time, if he wants to run for governor of the state of Utah, I am not betting against him winning it. Utah fans were really excited about him coming back to coach. Uh, He, with this year, may have earned himself a much bigger title. I don't, I mean, if you're Spencer Cox, you're definitely finding a place to put him in your cabinet, even if it is just uh, uh, the czar of local sports and athleticism. Um, you know, he's he's been tremendous this year. Uh, and, and, of course, you know, continues it um, with, with with observations like, yeah, my first game was against Michigan. My last one will be against Ohio State. So nice little bookends there. Uh, some other notes from practice. Obviously, Brant Keithy said that you'll see soon an announcement on his future plans. Tavion Thomas said that he's waiting uh, to decide his future after the Rose Bowl. He's focused all on the bowl game, not ready to think about that all yet. Any thoughts on that? Okay, Tavion has had a breakout season. Obviously, he's tied for the nation's lead in t- rushing touchdowns at 20. I believe BYU's Tyler Algier is tied with him. Actually, I know that for a fact. They're both tied at 20, leading what the nation. <laughs> I, I know. It, absolutely <laughs> insane. 40 touchdowns between those two players. Here, Here's my opinion on this, Brian. I'm actually going to make a bold declaration right now. I believe that both of those running backs are going to come back next year for both of those programs. I believe you'll see both of them in terms of Tavion Thomas back in a Utah uniform. I think you'll see Tyler Algier back in a BYU uniform, and they're going to run it back for another year. I would argue that Tyler Algier is probably the guy I would argue that needs to go right now if I were to say one of them needs to go. Tavion still needs, I think, a little more seasoning, just a little more tape on him. But I also can understand him thinking, okay, I'm going to get some evaluation here, show what I can do, and get some feedback from the NFL talent evaluators and maybe make my decision at that point. But I think he comes back. 
Uh, I think he does as well. Um, I think really what he needs is as much off the field seasoning as it is on. And, you know, you talk about Tyler Alger needing to go. He does. It's his time. It's a perfect opportunity for him to leave. He's been there. He's refined. He's gone through it. Tavion has not. He's basically been through uh, a month of an offseason and then fall camp and then this season. That a year in the Utah program will do nothing but good for him. It's a lot more reinforcement in the the mental side of it. And uh, from all indications, you know, Tavion's a unique case, right? Because I think there it's very obvious that he's an emotional player. Uh, he plays with a ton of emotion. I'm one to wager that it's not like any different when he goes off the field, right? No. Uh, clearly uh, very outspoken about where he's come from and, and, and what he's had to go through. Uh, you know, and, and in those kinds of situations, no matter what's occurred, there is fault to be laid on both sides of it, right? And so I think sure. coming from a program like Utah, it will do him a lot of good to stay there, stay focused on grades, to have to go through the process that Utah puts their players through. We've seen it time and time again with transfers. Francis Bernard comes to Utah, buys into the program, goes on, excels, does well, makes it to the NFL. You know, you you've seen it that this Kyle Whittingham system and culture. It takes it takes those guys who struggle with the off field stuff. It embraces them. It indoctrinates them with how they need to be, and then they go off and, and do great things. And I think, you know, I agree with you. He needs to come back. He needs to handle his business and make sure that that's a possibility, whatever it is that he needs to do. Uh, if he is truly waiting until the bowl game and afterwards to declare, I think that's a good sign for Utah. I think it's going to be a good thing for him. I think if he has a good performance in the Rose Bowl, it may even solidify talk for him coming back next year as a potential Heisman guy. And and without yep. a doubt, you know, a Pac-12 banner carrier in terms of talent. And I think all those things are much more positive than you going in as an unknown with, you know, Four months on, on under your belt at Utah, where they, you know, I, hard to say really like how much of, of you know, Tavion's a talent. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that there's a lot of offensive line talent that's going to go to the NFL too from Utah. Um, and the way that they were able to collapse things with Bam and, and Nick and everything, uh, you want to see a little bit more from Tavion if you're an evaluator. Well, and the one other thing. Think about this. We started in training camp with Kyle Whittingham saying that Tavion Thomas was 10, 15, 20 pounds overweight. And now we're talking at the end of the season about him potentially making a jump to the NFL. What a transformation it's been. But yeah, I think another year, just a year's worth of seasoning. And as you mentioned, the off the field refinement he can get from this program in Utah would do him wonders. And yeah, he hits the ground running next year. And at that point, yeah, you make that jump and then you go make your millions. Yep. And, and you're in a much better position than trying to fight from roster to roster as a relative unknown where you're not going to get the same kind of attention and focus that you need uh, both emotionally and mentally in order to, to make it work. You know, his physical talents there, just come back, handle your business, come back and, and position yourself to be a Zach Moss like, uh, you know, prospect going into your last season. Jake, been awesome to have you back on the show. Missed you a bunch. Uh, 
appreciate you when you can uh, come on, obviously, but uh, want to make sure that everybody is tuning in because you are not just producing DJ and PK now. You're also doing Ben and Jake. You guys are doing some really fun stuff on there. I've been listening a lot lately. It's one of my favorite shows now. Uh, the banter, the back and forth, it's more my speed, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. where it's just silly. I love it. Yeah, um, Jake, Jake and Ben keep it real, man. man the, that's the thing about it. I, I really enjoy just the way they kind of interact with one another. They have fun with it. They keep it loose. They keep it fun. Uh, it's been fun to be involved with that. But at the same time, it, I, I miss Locked On Youth. I, I miss the Utah fraternity that I have been absorbed into. Uh, many of you have, have embraced me, let's just put it that way, as a quote-unquote outsider. It, it, it warms my heart to be, to be welcomed in. Yeah, I'm, I, anybody out there who's just like, no, he's an outsider, like, you guys are not a part of the program here. We're trying to convert Jake's to choose the red. <laughs> so either get on board or figure it out. Like, I don't – like. <laughs> Conversion is for everyone. Again, we just want to have everybody have a good time and enjoy the Locked On Utes podcast. And and uh, you know, appreciate everybody who sends out um, any remarks. Really, and and we get all sorts of feedback, uh, yeah, positive and negative. Um, but we do love and appreciate it all uh, because it means that people care. And as long as people care, we'll keep rolling this thing out. Uh, and you know, uh, because I care about Jake, I'm going to let him go. Uh, after we just knocked out a 44 minute podcast, but, uh, appreciate you, my friend, uh, we'll obviously, uh, keep this thing going and, and, and keep you, uh, rolling. And I'm going to keep, uh, myself from talking all the way through this, uh, outro and, uh, wrap this thing up. You can find us at locked on Utes on Twitter, locked on Utes at gmail.com. If you want to email us, I am Brian Brown. You can find me at Brown Bear SLC. It's up there on the screen. Jake, where can they find your handle? At Jacob C. Hatch. You see it right there. And Brian, we 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 did it. We we did a we did a YouTube episode. We've, we've the maiden voyage is done. We have like 30 seconds left, and I am still not convinced that I won't manage to put this thing into the wall somehow. Uh, you know, this is this is my Verstappen moment. Can I finish? Can I finish the race? Uh, without penalty, we'll find out. Uh, you'll find out more about what's going on in Utah athletics and everything else on tomorrow's episode. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast for December 14th, 2021, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.